Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Burn Your Boats, as you should well know by the fact that you click on this link. Um, I am your faithful, loyal, trusting, and loving host, Matthew Lestalia, and I am here today with two amazing people, uh, Justin and Logan. They are the members, two of the members of a band called Southpaw, and they are both members of another band, um, Earth. Earthbound and Down. They are both members of another band, Earthbound and Down, which is also doing very well. As of this time, uh, as of when I did the interview back in early summer, late spring, they had just released a uh, a single, I believe, and we'll we'll get into that. Justin and Logan will talk about that a bit in this conversation. But uh, part of the the reason there were kind of two main reasons that I really wanted to have this conversation. It was, Justin was a, was a really big part of one of my transitions in my life. And I, I like to reference, I, I now at this point, I think that I've lived five different people's lives. When, and when I say that, I like, I've lived such different versions of lives up like in different times in my past that each one of those are ways that I've seen people live their entire life. And it's not to say that, that I am better because I have done that and I've, and I've shifted to something else. It's just it's just a reality that I did this thing that I've seen people do forever and then I stopped doing that to go do something else. And I've some of those lives are were not the greatest um, in the sense that they weren't... Uh, they didn't make me feel good and they did not provide like a source of, of betterment for the community or for my family. Um, and some of them were really good. Uh, and I just continued to try to make choices to, to move myself in a more positive direction and in a way that when I'm being raised up, that I am raising those around me up as well. And kind of the first transition to that kind of mindset happened when I was with Justin. We've actually lived together. We've known each other since we were children. Um, we were neighbors. And then I ended up living with him when I came back from going to college in Arizona. And I say college. It was a Universal Technical Institute for learning to work on cars. And uh, I came back and, and eventually uh, I moved in with Justin and we lived together for a while. And during that time was, was a significant period of change for me where I started to adopting a much more hippie-ish kind of mindset. Uh, peace, love, and friendship, and it was it was great. And Justin has always been a leader in whatever environment he's been in, whatever whoever he's been around. He's always found himself wanting to lead it, and and I think just naturally doing so. Very motivated and very inspirational. And so I thought that this would be a great. Now that I have this show and I'm bringing people on. Um, I could talk to him about the fact that, you know, he was that for me and also get the perspective of him as a musician and having gone through, you know, multiple bands and what it takes to be successful and kind of how to balance that versus the expectations from the outside world and the expectations of yourself and the impacts of of those around you and their opinions and everything, Um, especially those people close to you who love you. want to see you do well 
it's it can be a hard thing to, to balance the pursuit of your dreams and the expectations of others if you're letting one of those outweigh the other. It seems like uh, it has the potential for to strain one of those relationships. So we get a chance to talk about that. And uh, I love the fact that you know Logan was there and and he gave a lot of really amazing insights to to his timeline and when him and I can relate on a few things because he was in the Marines and and made some hard transitions after and overcame some obstacles after um, his service ended uh, prematurely and so there was a it was really just an amazing conversation and I'm glad that I got the chance to to sit down with both of them and I get to share with you guys now so please enjoy yesterday like first live performance in front of an, an audience as Southpaw is that correct it wasn't our <sighs> like first performance but it was our first time being out like by ourselves oh, okay yeah so we, what do you mean what was the difference it's kind of something that branched off of being in earthbound and down and having to where we book shows and we're working on this we're working on the Southpaw idea and we book a show that's about three hours for earthbound and down it's a bit of a stretch to play it and so we started working on other material and um it's like it's there's these two what i think is two great bands that exist now that i get to be a part of in a in in a different way but last night was the first time since I started reaching out um, to promote and try to market Southpaw in any capacity. And I basically had to get a crash course this week on it, man. It was nuts. Like, getting it getting it off, off the ground came from a lot of work in the basement. And then when we finally got a chance to do that, it seemed like it, seemed like it went over really well. Like we we played out before and it didn't feel like that like like this is this is our baby now. Yeah, Southpaw's a thing. Whenever whenever like we would like Southpaw would play out, it the chances we did get to play out, it was kind of during our. I I mean we're still kind of in our infancy definitely, but like that was for sure. Like we had like six songs maybe like we just learned not even fleshed out and so we would just want to play because that's what we wanted to do like we were trying to take our music in a different direction i feel like and we just wanted to like put that out there and so we stopped playing shows with earthbound and down and therefore southpaw stopped playing shows so we had time to actually practice and then we just got to a point where last night we had the opportunity to play out and it was just the best that we ever did and then kind of realized okay this is something yeah it's it's sustainable in the sense of, especially yeah. in the energy that you guys had in, in what you drew from the people that were there it was one of the cool things from my aspect is I was lucky enough to get kind of the, like the live performance in uh, rehearsal <laughs> earlier last week 
And so now I was able, one, to hear it live, full production style. And then also I had the chance to like look around, mm-hmm. you know, at the other people. And the engagement level from the crowd was actually really cool. Like there was not a lot of people that were like fucking off, like talking to each other, you know, sidebar, like a lot, there was a lot of direct attention focused up at the stage. And, yeah. and so the, I, I missed the guy right before you guys. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I like walked in at like the end of his last song, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that seemed like something that I probably should have been here for. <laughs> oh he, yeah. He's, he's great. Rand- Randall Groover. Uh, he's, he's, been a beast playing acoustic shows all over he hosts these sets at the at the down under and i just he's always he's always trying to get the most out of people and it kind of inspired me i saw him a couple years ago and he had an ep he was getting ready to go to oakland wow and and like you know he went out there and did it came came back i think he's 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 a strong dude. He can hold his own on a stage. He's got yeah. pipes. He's yeah, got, he's got. Uh, he's, you know, he fits in a lot of places. And yeah, uh, so it's like <clears throat> seeing musicians like that that are local, and they're such so, such good music. I just want to be a part of the the music that that people think of. Like like I want to. Hopefully, I could I could be somebody's Randall to to me. Yeah. Um. So that's why taking taking it out and playing out. And getting a, getting a chance to, to do it, I'd say he's he's a big inspiration for our, our actions, you know. That's cool. I didn't even know that there was that kind of connection there. You know, mm-hmm. He might he might not really even know it, but like when I, I, I it it it's honestly kind of the same just with any musician though. Like you see someone do something awesome, and then it's kind of like okay, I can do that. Yeah. Like why can't I do that? And then you just try and do it I guess I don't know take the steps to yeah. you know rehearse like, and refine your skills like this guy's from Omaha and he's killing it by himself yeah mm. so you guys started so Southpaw like what came out of Earthbound and Down <clears throat> yeah and yeah it's like members wise at least you know mm-hmm. and so when that became a thing like was there any sort of friction that occurred like how did the yeah. the totality of earthbound and down respond to the the formation of southpaw well i mean it, it's it's interesting it's very interesting that, like i don't i i want to do uh what i what i can i want to find out what what my limitation is i i i think that i, I tend to agree that Mikey and I, with regard to Earthbound and Down, have a lot more songs than exist within the sound of Earthbound and Down. And while it has its own kind of signature, its sound, um, to to try to just go a bunch of different directions doesn't really fit within that of what is trying to be created. So, <clears throat> I really like Twenty One Pilots. I, I you know I, I really like uh, electronic music. I like bass. I mean, I played bass in Northbound Down. I like to go boom, and I like I, I I like that repetitious beat stuff. You know, I like to want to dance, and so I also had a lot of things that were in my head, and I started writing songs. And originally, I thought I was writing songs for Earthbound and Down to have new material, but they didn't seem to fit. And I had to realize, like, like I I actually sorry I had to interrupt. Oh, I actually absolutely. remember 
you showing Michael some songs and then him just kind of being like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then that was it. <clears throat> so we were like, how do we... Like, I like the fact that you're making music, yeah. man. Like, like how do keep we... doing your thing. Yeah. Just It's not coming here, yeah. but... <laughs> and so it kind of got to the point where <coughs> Justin and I were just kind of like, well, how do we get this music out then? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it needed to happen. I have I have enough... Um, I have enough passion and, and time and energy to put mm-hmm. into... Both. Both. Yeah. But uh, as far as, um, you know, having more control and feeling like I should be more closely tied to the marketing, I just put that towards, uh, like, Southpaw and see what I can do. I've tried, I've been in a lot of different bands, but I've never really <clears throat> put the tools together like I feel like I'm we're doing right now to to try everything as you know it's it's worth trying like you know if i if i've got a song i don't know if it's gonna fit we play it three times and at least we know it we know we can bust it out you know there, there might be something to that um coming up with all the things you need to visualize um the art all that stuff i just i like putting my energy towards it because new inspirational things are coming out i love earthbound and down and it's it's a cool thing to be part of both projects because Earthbound and Down has its its like signature alien yeah, guy. But now. but yeah. Earthbound and Down will always be Earthbound and Down. You mm-hmm. know. And yeah. It's strong. We put a lot of time into yeah. it. Well, One there was just there. You, I feel like you guys just had a ton of success. Just kind of like you hit another level recently. Almost a milestone. Earth, yeah, through mm-hmm. Earthbound and Down. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we just released a single for Trapped uh, last Friday, uh, May thirty first. Yeah. And uh, it it was just it, it was it was a really great turnout. We got uh, we got a lot of people to come, and those are the nights where you get to just celebrate. You know all the all the work that goes into it. You know, we, along the way we've been able to come up with uh, you know pineapple art and all this stuff. Get uh, two hours, two and a half hours of material to take out and and try to play for people. Uh, get people moving and all that but going into the studio with a goal to get that song done being able to get that and another one tracked um we came out we came out feeling like a million bucks we scheduled our next uh session for it we we want to get recordings because we get to share this with the world it's Mm -hmm. like that's what lasts you know that's yeah it's something that we get to share and that's awesome so everyone got to come out and celebrate but we're just we're just really trying to keep it going forward so yeah. that a single becomes an EP becomes mm-hmm. an album the album gets <coughs> art and at some point we can have you know vinyl just kind of spinning in my living room hell yeah the soundtrack to my life is something that I help create <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> ultimate goal man yeah so You've had a really exciting couple of weeks, <laughs> specifically when it comes to music. You know, you had your single release. <clears throat> Southpaw just went and hit a fucking home run last night, and <laughs> and so it, one of the things that I love about a lot of artists, especially those that are kind of like up and coming, and you're putting the work in and everything, is that music isn't the sole part of your life. 
but it's a huge part of your life, mm-hmm. especially when you're splitting your attention between two bands. So I guess the next kind of direction I want to take it is like balance, which is pretty cool because it's like the name of one of your songs. It is. <laughs> yeah, songs. Well, yeah, and I say everything on my plate, you know, how do you do it? You know, you, yeah. you, over, you overload your plate and it's like, but wouldn't you rather overload your plate and try to keep everything on it? You know, like, that's how you really test to see what what you can do. Yeah. Like, I, I, I find myself conflicted a lot in life, and, you know, art, art came out of it. You know, writing lyrics, asking questions about why are things this way. Like, um, you know, am I, am I supposed to work 40, 40 hours a week to help make somebody else get... Uh, some so mega corporation make me feel kind of nice and comfortable while trying to work on... Uh, you know, real estate part time, yeah. and then and then make time for bands when it would just be so easy to get distracted in consuming every media there is out there, from uh, you know Netflix to HBO. Not not saying anything's bad about uh, uh, escaping and doing all that, but those things are designed to get you sucked in forever and they stop are. from planting your own. Uh, seeds and and growing you know all the, all the acorn that i try to plant uh it, this metaphor that i have is i've got all these and i want an oak tree i just want to figure out what's going to grow into the oak tree so i'll just try to spend time working on all of them and keeping the weeds out and i think that you know substance, that's, a, that's an amazing analogy sub- i really like substance that. abuse is a weeds uh toxic people is a weeds mm-hmm. it um and so is so is you know, binge binging in Netflix. Yes, it because is because you're somebody took a lot of time to create this thing that that they're proud of and they put it out on display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go in there and you're just so consuming what they're doing, you fail to like realize you're also supposed to be producing. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because I mean, you are in. Like your passion lies in doing what those people that you're talking about in Netflix do, right? Like you create content for people to consume, and but this is this has come up as a theme in the in my recent conversations is abuse. You know, like it's it's fine to partake in all sorts of different aspects of life of consuming, whether it be amazing food or amazing drugs or amazing shows. Um, amazing friendships and relationships, but the abuse of any one of those things, <clears throat> they can, it throws that, uh, it throws the weight off on the plate, you know, and, and it lets the, lets those weeds grow. And so if, if one starts eating up more than the other, like that's my, I will, I say this on the regular, that the biggest obstacle that stands in the way of me in success is it's me, but the version, the thing that I abuse is 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 shows is Netflix. Like I'll be there and I'll be like, I'm editing, I'm planning the next uh, you know conversation to have, I'm getting ready to go to work the next day for the army, and then like I'm like, okay, well you know, seventh episode of the third season of this show is on. You know, like, what am I doing right now with my life? Now, there's so much consumption. And I, I agree that there's a there's a production level that if you can use those things and be inspired like you were talking about his name was Randall the guy who played yeah, like he, like you didn't just look at that and like 
I just want to go home and listen to eight hours of Randall belted out. You know, it was like I'm inspired to act, yeah, to do something, yeah. <clears throat> so what's what's next, man? Like uh, when you think about Earthbound, like your future with the groups and the bands, like for each of you, it may, it may be different, you know. And just like, what is your what do you want to get out of Earthbound and Down? I guess that's a question. Yeah. That's a heavy. That's a question. And if there's not, it's and sometimes there's not answers. Just, to it's, it's no, it's it's kind of funny. Justin and I have been talking about this a lot recently. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to what we want on Earth, Round and Down, I mean, uh, like we, sad, sad to say, my first my first drummer uh, was Rockman Mark Miller in Ohio. He's an old dude, played in lots of bands, and was in my first band and one of his last bands. And he he just gave me advice that I swear it stuck with me harder than a lot of stuff in this band stuff. And he said, your band's going to break up. Like, very few people, the Beatles broke up. Very few people are, the Rolling Stones are, are you know, pulling together like Kiss or whatever to... to to do that like your best bet is to make sure that you always get better and you gotta get those on wax he said get it on wax you gotta get the recordings you have to you have to get to the point where you can listen back to your work that's your portfolio that's you know that's what you did as a band and a lot of cool stuff can come from that and so when it comes to earthbound and downs ultimate goal we're going, we want to get recordings. We want our music recorded, able to be shared, and captured, you know, forever, in case we can't keep the wheels going forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a really cool way to kind of keep things in perspective. Is and and some people could see that as cynical or or negative, but it seems to be a kind of a pragmatic and really appreciate what you have now mm-hmm. kind of that's the way that I see it like what you're doing like you're creating good music now and you're with good people mm-hmm. and so cherish that while it's there and make sure that you record it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, Justin always <clears throat> talked to me about how life is kind of like a, a game of chess and so you're always trying to figure out how your opponents uh, how your all the other players are going to move so you can move and it's yeah, it might be cynical to always be expecting the worst outcome, like in this situation, the band breaking up, but that, like, uh, like again, we have Southpaw, like, it's good to prepare for that. I by no means want Earthbound and Down to break up, like, I'll always be Earthbound and Down's drummer for as long as Earthbound and Down's around, because that band rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, Southpaw is, it's just as important and so if earthbound and down did go down that route where we only had southpaw then i'd be okay because we planned for that we have this music it's not gonna ruin us like it it would anyone else yeah and i mean that's it feels like that's equally as important to to keep in mind because if you start if you look at everything like well the band's probably gonna break up you know and it's i'm a firm believer that your thoughts can very likely uh, create your reality mm-hmm. and so if you put a lot of focus on the fact that like yeah you know it's not exactly how I want it and bands break up and so this band is probably going to break up like what type of energy are you bringing in from yourself individually into the group 
you know and then like it's I think it's great that you guys have the perspective that you're not going to limit yourself mm-hmm. to earthbound and down knowing that there is potential chaos but you're still giving it you know your love and your passion but yeah I it's, definitely give it yeah. yeah, but your love and passion is so it's like it seems like it's overflowing. Like your passion for music is it, it is it's not able to be maintained in one sphere. And so like you like Justin, you said like you know, I'm writing music, I'm writing songs, I'm creating and it doesn't earthbound and down is not an outlet for that. And that's right. okay. It doesn't have to be. And some people would see that as a really crappy thing, but look what you created out of it. It's a whole other band. I think that's I think that's there's something to be said for that when you are looking because that's that a huge premise of this show is that we are, we create these we have these especially as Americans uh, like an internal narrative and we're really good at like putting ourselves at the center of the movie of our lives but we're not necessarily good at making ourselves as the lead like Denzel Washington we're really we're really good about uh, what's it? I'm thinking about the dudes from uh, Superbad. I I be cool. I be cool with being Ken Jeong, man. <laughs> Ken Jeong's cool. <laughs> Love you, Ken Jeong. Your story inspires me. Found out that I mean the guys like found out he was he was a medical doctor, and he's like I hate this. He had a chance to be in the hangover and yeah. his career exists yeah and I, and I I don't I don't know how old he was mate like but but it was late in life when you realize right like, like and but he realized it and now you know not just know who, who he is but it seems like now he knows what he's yeah he's like, yeah that's a know? good that's a that's an interesting way to look at it I didn't even think about that but yeah no for sure and you can see like the the how much fun he has, you know, in, in the roles that he plays. But yeah, it's and it, that goes again to the expectations that you set for yourself. Like in his mind, he's like, I am a doctor. When when I get up, this is what I do. I and, and obviously he had some sort of inclination throughout his life to be like, I would be cool to be in production, to be in movies, you know. But I can't do that. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Yeah, you know, like I, it's self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so it would be easy, I could see, for you guys to be like, yeah, you know, maybe one day when I have my own band. Well, I'm in a band right now. And so, like, mm-hmm. you can't have two bands. You can't. Yeah, you know, you can't do that. And so it's just more, more of those dangerous words, more of those toxic words. I, I view can't, you know, as a very, as, as a potential weed, you know, in the garden mm-hmm. of the, the tree that you're trying to foster and nurture. And so when I think about that, the influence from other people is also really important. And so yeah, man. early on, like, how did you, how did music become a part of your lives, like individually? You know, and so and then I, wow. what I'm thinking, like the line I'm trying to take. That's with a this, fun question. Yeah. <laughs> well, like because like it's one thing to like pick up an instrument, like I want to learn how to play a guitar, and then like you play at your house, and yeah. you have some buddies over, and it's one thing to be like to outwardly express your intent to to be in a band, to create music mm, yeah. professionally. So I'm curious about like what your internal narratives wow. were and also what the external, like what were you receiving from other people, positive or negative? 
well, I've got 14 years on you, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a baby. No, and that's, and that's cool because, like, <laughs> so it's like my story's long and checkered. And just rough. So there's rough times. Just but you like, don't seem jaded, so that's pretty no, cool. No, I, I, no, it's like, uh, gosh, m- music has been huge since I was young. Like, we, I, I grew up, and you, you even caught the tail end of where what was 90s grunge for me, what you call mm. alternative music yeah, that was yeah. actually good, actually looked like fun on MTV. It would have been great to go at all these shows that I can't go to. I can't go see Sublime. I can't go see Nirvana. I can't go see... I would kill to see Nirvana. Seriously. And so it's like, but but they ins- they inspired, uh, you know, all this stuff that happened. And then kind of a lot of that, that, either that music wasn't packageable and marketable, but it helped create like bands like Chevelle and like Godsmack and all these that they're powerful like they're um they're they're great and they they did carry the torch pretty well but it also lets a, a lot of crap in that i that i fell off didn't didn't like didn't like as alternative you know i i'll listen to just about anything um and he does and, and <laughs> you know if, if it if it sounds good it's got to sound good i don't want to make music that is unpleasing to the <clears throat> to the ears and people are okay with doing that there's a whole yeah. lot of people that are okay with doing that, and I just, it's, 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 it's so I got away from that. All, with all the smooth sounds, um, I went to a lot of concerts, and I, I just thought I'd, I'd be a, a music junkie forever, going to all the concerts and, yeah. and, and loving that life. Somewhere uh, around it, my times hanging out with my friends around a campfire. They would have guitars and play songs, and I thought I could learn how to do that. I want to. I want to learn how to play guitar around a campfire. I got a guitar at 21 years old, and I don't know if that's late or what, but it it it, it feels kind of late, and just just kind of got going. And and while trying to be a full time worker, go to college full time and get a geology degree, I learned enough songs to play around a campfire, and went out to Ohio and met up with. You know, Mike Schardiger, we spent many Friday nights playing guitar. I, I'd just get energy drinks, go to his house, Friday night, play guitar. We wanted to get good so that we could rock these campfires. It wasn't even about being in a band. It was just like camping season's coming up. We wanted to be having the <laughs> most fun around these campfires. That's awesome. You know, so when I finally learned, learned how to play and all this stuff, I still didn't really have a lot of like direction for it. I tried to do a band in Omaha, but I was telling you the other day, it's like, Rather than me branch out to find better musicians that already existed so I could get better, I tried to convert my friends into being, you know, in a band so we could all just be friends and hang out. We're going to hang out and drink and pass the time anyway. Cool, yeah. Let's just be what? a band, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, my, in theory, my, like my that's utopian good, yeah. dream <laughs> is just going to happen. So, um, but going out there, I got really inspired, got got uh, in, involved in a couple of bands that to change asked me to be play bass it was a different role I wasn't creating as much and um, all that and I, I I got real comfortable it's complacent almost I I got I got advanced at bass really really good um, I thought we were the rock band to, to take over we got a lot of recordings the band broke up yeah. lot, um, <laughs> things 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 couldn't stay uh, peaches and unicorns forever so um yeah it's just like that that develop developed into 
becoming a band and wanting to do it was was getting that background going to a bar seeing some people playing and thinking we're at the bar drinking we play music why don't we go to these places and play and then see what we can do with it you know and and just going into studios getting gut checked you know because we're we're learning all this yeah. it's just it's just really i try to stay resilient i want to keep going back and getting better to where finally after all this all this time struggling with band members uh that that go in and out um we we put out an ad for on craigslist and we got logan and he, he, you know, he responded to it. We we tried him out, and, and he's <laughs> he, he's he's so in it. Like he's been in it for two plus years, and he he knows he knows everything. It's always like he knows what I'm about to write next. And so having that kind of having that kind of person to sync up with, I played bass with him. We're we're kind of perfectly in the pocket together. It makes it more fun to play bass. Hopefully, my bass playing makes it more fun to play drums. But that's something that we can we can <laughs> offer <laughs> to to somebody that that wants to sound better, and it, it's it's cool. It's it's paid for a little bit of things. It's paid for some some merch and paid for us to go on on some trips and record. You know, we haven't had to pay out of, out of pocket for things. But the next level would be to really be able to uh, up our production level and have more lights and and somebody to to cover that and set up our own show so i think it just kind of came from i wanted to play around a campfire to how do we get lasers (laughs) involved in this (laughs) because i think lasers are gonna play pretty well (laughs) so what about the the people in your life though so you obviously the ones that you met and that you're probably spending the most time with are are musicians that that you're that you're growing with and you're playing and you're having a good time but you were also going to college and so at, right at the same time when this was going through and mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> the people that you are progressing like you're progressing on two different lines simultaneously mm-hmm. like you're you're growing and developing as a musician you're growing and developing as a student of geology what was there any sort of clash between those two worlds like from the musicians towards your geology stuff and then from the geology community and the students there and or even professors you know uh, or even family i'm just trying to think about like what what did you have did you have to overcome like a negative kind of like a that's fine. You can do that, but make sure you focus on school oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was like you're you're gonna eat better as a geologist. And it's it's true. I eat fine. I eat well. <laughs> you know? It's like it's it, it's probably it's to that extent is probably true. Um, but I couldn't turn it. I could since I couldn't turn that off. It was just a part of me that that I I I haven't been able to yet turn it off and say like no, it's 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 actually really important that I do music and. And try to do music professionally and, and, and um, kind of make something of it. You know, I've, I've already put this much time in, and I put a lot of time into um, geology, school. You know, all that it took to to pass those classes and, and advance. 
it, it, it was a lot of time commitment. And so people couldn't tell me not to study. They would never do that. But like telling me not to practice because I need to study. It's like, I just have to do both. I just, I, you know, I have to, I have to do both. I have to get better. When I really started focusing on music in the summer of 2010, then I kind of like, I, I hit a backslide and I didn't, I didn't really do all that great in school at the, at the end. I didn't end up, you know, completing my master's degree. And that's kind of like one of those things that, that, that resonated with me. It was like, if I chose music over going that extra mile for geology, and then I had a couple times where I hadn't played guitar for a while, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" You know, if I if 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 I don't really commit to music, then not getting the geology degree is going to define me. Yeah. Absolutely. And to some to some people in my family for a while it did define me. And I and like it, it it's something I remember, something that I God, I just I didn't finish my thesis, I didn't get my masters, and it's like music became a huge part and I didn't go to the top of Billboard. So and I it, it it's just really tough, you know. So it's like some that 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 is something that I think sticks with some people. But now that I'm doing music here, and, and my family is really supportive, and all of all the things that I that I do, it's like at least I put more time into it to get to get better. When I was complacent before, I'm not now. And so, I think that now those people in both they they just they get it, you know, and they've been really supportive. That's good. So I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's Thanks a, for asking. You got me. You got me. You got me thinking about all that and on this journey. And I, I do, I do want to take it to the next level for the fact for the fact that I, I, I couldn't get that to grow into my mighty oak. It's a tree. I have a geology degree, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's not this big. I knew a lot of kids that were just like meant Jeff Carrot. Yeah. Comes to mind. I don't yeah. know if it's okay. Uh, we'll get your permission. Super, <laughs> Love you, Jeff. super geologist. You were <laughs> born and bred to do that, and I knew I wasn't that, but I was like somewhere, somewhere in, in that spectrum. Like, just well, it's cool. Like, you know, people of all different flavors got to exist. So I'm mm. super happy that people like Jeff exist to do that job because I'm I'm never gonna do it. For sure, I'm never gonna do it. Like you couldn't force me to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like uh, now that I've answered that, I kind of more. No, exactly. Yep, I want to shift it. Shifting yeah. it over to this yeah. guy. <laughs> this guy over yeah, here. He must have got inspired by some music sometime. Yeah. Let's see. I guess. I guess it all kind of started. Like when I was like, when did Rock Band come out? The first one. <laughs> like, Gosh, like, that is oh, actually a really good question. It was like oh seven, oh six. Yeah, it was like oh six or oh seven or something. Matt's gonna find out, but when that came out, uh, I was I was in like I was in like th- I was in like third or fourth grade, I think, or like maybe even fifth or something. Um, and like that game came out, and my friend, his name's Jacob, he is like super well off, so he had all the new gaming systems, all the new games, all the new everything. And so I went over to his house, and he's like, "Hey, I got a PS3, and this game Rock Band. Like, you want to see what it's about?" And so we started it up, and he's like, "What instrument do you want to play? <laughs> what what year? Oh seven. Oh seven. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the 
the it's the day after my so, brother so and my son's birthday, November twentieth, two thousand seven. So, so, so I was ten years old. I was ten years old when it came out, and I went over to my friend Jake's house, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you want to try it?" So we tried it, and we he's like, "What what instrument do you want to play?" And I looked at the bass and the guitar and the microphone and the drum kit, and I was like. I just didn't want to stand up, dude. <laughs> so I was like, I'll play the drums. I'll tap on some stuff. And I, we started it. We made a band. And we just watched a movie called Cloverfield. So we made our band called Cloverfield. A rock band. <laughs> and uh, we started playing. And it was like, it was kind of like cool. Like you hit the little pads and it like makes the sound on the game if you hit them. And my friend Jake got into the guitar. And then we just kind of did that for months and eventually it got to the point where i was like on hard and on expert and i was like okay this is super easy and then i was like talking to my mom and i was like yeah hey for christmas what if you got me a drum kit that might be pretty cool because jake at this point had gotten a guitar because you know he's just the rich friend so he's like i want a guitar now so he has a guitar there's a guitar (laughs) (laughs) like hunter i was getting all this (laughs) yeah man and i was like that's cool i want to i want an instrument and then like i went into like sixth grade or maybe i was in sixth grade and it came to the point where we could pick up instruments for our school like you first got introduced to instruments on in the sixth grade and we got called out my class and they were like, hey, do you want to try out for the band? And I was like, okay. And they had all these instruments lined up. And they were like, which one do you want to want to do? And I saw the snare drum, and I was like, I want to do that. And he's like, well, can you like keep a beat? And I've never kept a beat other than in rock band, where it like, literally prompts you to do everything. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. And then he's like, well, then maybe try this one. <laughs> and, he, and, and then I started playing the trumpet. Oh. <laughs> this is like the most unlikely of every angle to start right when you think like in my head I'm like okay he's gonna go there and he's gonna be like oh yeah. here try it and then you do it and you keep it be like oh that's amazing you're great like no now I'm playing a trumpet yeah, and, and, and so and so I start, I had to start practicing trumpet and so I did end up getting a drum kit but I was just so into the trumpet for actual having to practice that I never really had time to practice on the drums and so my mom noticed that and she's like listen if we're not if you're not gonna play the drums we're gonna sell it and so i was like i i have to play the trumpet (laughs) and then so this option's been removed from me so we ended up selling the drum kit because i played on it maybe like once a week like i i just didn't have time because like my musical little 10 year old self was like i have to play trumpet yeah and then that's that. In, that's that. Like that kinda, external influence, especially from somebody in a position of authority, like mm-hmm. your band teacher. Yeah, and so I kind of, I kind of hated music because I was like, I yeah. don't want to do this. And then so sixth grade ended, and when the time came, they were like, "Do you want to do band in junior high?" I was like, "Hell no! I don't want to play trumpet for the rest of my life." And then, you know, time went on, and then in my freshman year of high school, I picked up choir started singing and i was like music's pretty cool again uh joined show choir started singing and dancing and then so i would go into the band room in my lunch break to like you know rehearse vocals and then sometimes the percussionist would be in there and i would just start messing around with them and the band teacher was like hey like next year you should try and be in the jazz band for show choir 
not in show choir. And I was like, no, I want to keep singing and dancing. So I kept singing and dancing. <laughs> and then I graduated, joined the Marines, did all that. And then came home and I was like, I feel empty. Like I just, I'm, I was like super depressed because I didn't, I like wasn't able to finish my contract. I felt like a failure, you know, all the stuff that happened. Um, and I started listening to 21 Pilots and they were having a show like three or four, like three, like two years back, something like that. And I went to their show, and it was like the best show I've ever seen. Like the drum, like and two guys were doing this, and I was like, "This is amazing!" And I just remember watching the drummer almost the whole time. There was this one part where he he put his kit on a platform out in the middle of the crowd and was drumming on top of the crowd, <laughs> and then he got in a bouncy ball during a song and just ran across the crowd in this band bouncy ball, and I was like, "I want to do that!" <laughs> and so literally the next day. I went on Craigslist, and I found his ad for Earthbound and Down, and I met them, and I was like, I haven't really played the drums in like a long time, but here we go. But I I guess I'm just a natural, because I did fine, <laughs> I, I think. Um, and I just kind of improved. And then, yeah, my, my family, when I first told them I joined a band, they were like, that's great, you found something, you're not being so couch potato depressed anymore yeah. that's amazing because like they certainly noticed that because i was back home well yeah no and there's i mean depending on your family there can be a lot of pride and concern mm-hmm. and worry and stress when you join the military and i and i've always kind of struggled with that kind of stuff so they've always just been more supportive than unsupported right so that was really nice and so then that kind of that ball kept rolling and then they were like, so what's your plan? Like, are you going to go to school? So, yeah, of course, I started going to school um, for education. I was already in for about a semester when I joined the band. Um, I like I was, like, good at it because, like, I just had discipline, you know, just do the homework, do the test, read the, read the stuff. Yeah. Uh, not that hard compared, you know. But I just didn't enjoy it. And I always was, like, going to be a teacher because, like, I didn't know what else to do. But then I like found this, and I was like, this is what I want to do. So I ended up actually talking to my parents, like, hey, I'm not going to go to school anymore. Like, this is, I'm going to work and, like, live, but I'm going to make this what I want to do. And that was the first time that they were not okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, this is, like, recent. This is, like, maybe a couple months back before Trapped release. Uh, so I've been on this road for a little bit. And they noticed that I was taking it more seriously and seriously. And they were like, well, what if you don't make it? And I was like, I, the reason I'm not going to make it is because I'm going to school because I think I'm not going to make it. Like, I, I have to make it, you know? Like, that's what it is. I have to make it. And they were just like, okay. Like, like there's, like, sometimes I go over there and they're like, like they look at my, like like who I am because I I've changed. If I sh- I'll show you a picture of myself from yeah. a while ago. I've changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like I'm not who I used to be, and I don't think they really recognize me. I w- I don't want to say they don't recognize me as their son anymore, but like I definitely don't feel as welcome, and that almost just makes me want to like work harder because it's like you know what, when I make it. 
and you realize like like okay like I should have maybe believed in him a little more like like that's just what I want I just want them to be like you know what he did it yeah yeah shit he did it so and that's just kind of where I'm at so I've had great supports I've had my uphills and downhills but <clears throat> I'd honest honestly I, I, I'd do it all again like like it's been a good journey I'd say yeah it's it's really interesting because when other when people that like like your parents or people in positions of authority that we grant in our minds yes yeah. it doesn't just because someone has a title mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that mentally you've allotted them authority um, but when they those people come out in any sort of uh, detracting kind of way and, and create resistance to what you're trying to do it's I mean there's already fear yeah, you, know, man. you already and have your internal fear that you're trying to battle and get over and, and then it gets fueled by these outside sources and so the way that I, I always see like from anybody that has any sort of fear in an action that they're taking there's essentially there's two responses that happen you either it's crippling and then you don't do anything and then you revert back to something safer mm-hmm. or you use the fear to as a catalyst for action yeah, dude. And it's strange. Like, I've always been a mama's boy. Uh, <laughs> like, my parents were divorced. I've lived with my mom my whole life. And, like, I even call her Mama Bear. And, like, I'm not going to tell you my nickname. But <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. <laughs> so, like, like, I will. Like, 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 definitely. <laughs> damn it. So, definitely hearing her being like, that's not a good idea, it was like, this is like where I have to decide do I live my life or do I live a life that will make other people happy for the rest of my life you know oh my gosh that's so real that's mm-hmm. so that's something that I deal with personally every day because I've been able to I've spent a lot of time a lot of introspection just mm-hmm. kind of looking at who yeah, I am man. like god damn it I'm a people pleaser like I am all about making if everyone else in the room is happy then Not I've done happy. I've done my <laughs> job you know what I mean like and then we're good and I was like, wait, what is it? What does it mean to choose yourself? Like, well, then you have to figure out who you are and what you're passionate about. And like, that's really cool. That it's amazing that you have done that, and especially at such a young age. And it, you know, you know, it's funny talking. Go like he's looping not all the way. He's about to be twenty-two. I'm about to replace him. <laughs> looping, looping all the way back around to consumer to consuming these things. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the show Barry. It's on HBO. He's like an assassin who like gets thrown into this acting class, and he's a people pleaser. I like the premise already. Yeah, he, he's a people pleaser, and there's a scene where he's like acting, and he's just like trying to play this character, and the director's like, "What? What the hell are you doing? Like, that's not how he'd act." And he's just like, "I'm just trying to treat them how I'd want to be treated." And he's like, "No, you're your own person. Like, how do you want to be treated? Like, how do you feel right now? Like." Like, don't think about how he feels. How do you feel? Like, and that's just, that was, that was before, like, I had my, had that talk with my mom and I was just like, like, I just thought about that. So I was just crazy how like, you can get sucked into that crap, but sometimes it comes and gives you a little smack. Yeah. No, no. Honestly, there are, it's, this is a whole nother line I want to start taking with people and potentially just another Mm -hmm. set of conversations is what kind of media 
that have you consumed that has changed your life for the better? Yeah. And because yeah. there are movies or shows that I watch that I've seen over the years. Some of it is just mindless cons- consuming. And others, I'm like, it, it has sparked real action. Like, I watch something like, oh my gosh, I want to be, even if it's like, I want to be a better person. I, I can say, embarrassingly enough, that the first time that I watched something where I was like, it inspired me to be a better person was the dude who played Clark Kent in Smallville. Yeah, like, no I shit. remember Smallville. I watched that show and I was like, I want to be as good as he is. Like, not like superhero, yeah. but the way that he treats his friends and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, can I, can I be that good? I want to be that good. I like grew up watching that show. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I didn't, I binge watched it way, way later after it was done uh, showing. But yeah. no, so it's just it was a, it's a curious thing that you know, especially people that have done well, like what. So you know what? Let's play around with it. So you talked about one. What is? Do you have like a piece, whether it be musical or a show or something that like the the content in it? You were it kind of changed something a viewpoint yeah. uh, the weird thing you know my mind goes straight to the first the book that I read that got me reading books was Into the Wild <laughs> we literally have the same story and it's because of you it's like well <laughs> and, and I mean like, the kid was kind of an idiot you know he, he, he went and got himself killed but like <laughs> He did the damn thing, and it made me think like you can do the damn thing. You yeah. can, you can just, you you can really. It made me realize he saw the world as his playground. Yeah. And unless you box yourself in or jump in the hamster wheel and generate energy for somebody else and just accept that as your fate, like you can actually influence everything that you can you can touch and and all that stuff. And it, it was just. It, it was crazy. He just he had a life. He was supposed to go to law school and yeah, and and he's like, what he went to like Cambridge or something like uh, that. I, be, I believe it was uh it it was in Georgia. It it, right. it was um Emory University. Oh, that's, that's right. Where, You're right. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's like that book was a short, quick read or something like 180 pages. But now I've read books. Now I've, yeah. now I've read a book. I can read another book, and I. And I got inspired to start, you know, get, getting books read. And, yeah. And I don't know how in my adult life, like, I can definitely say I was low on the scale of reading. But if I'm going to write lyrics or if I'm going to, you know, um, be in, draw inspiration from anything, I probably better read and write. You know, I probably better read more. I probably better write more. And, and so I feel like that inspiration of you can do it in this playground. You need to read and write more. Um, just, I don't know, I, I will say that that definitely, uh, that has a huge influence. I mean, that, that was like probably 07, 08. We were, we were in our heyday trying to like discover what we were going to do. Like we were, yeah. we were in a discovery era, era of our life. And I mean, I'll always remember that so fondly because, you know, we all branched out and became good people, but like we didn't have to. We could have been degenerates, and we just yeah. we decided against being so degenerative. Well, it was really interesting that this is a he's referencing back to a time when we lived together in South Omaha, relatively close to where we're physically recording right now. Yeah. Um, especially in the size and scope of Omaha, now. <laughs> right. a, lot, a lot closer. Um, and it was cool. I think about uh, you know when you when you give somebody that authority in in your life. 
that and then that changes like okay well I'm gonna kind of follow what they're doing that I did you were that for me at that stage because cool. you're a little bit old you know a couple of years older than me and especially at that time that was more significant you know mm-hmm. when you're younger those couple of years are more significant than as you get older mm-hmm. and but I, I feel lucky because that was part of my transition because I was a fucking shit bird you know <laughs> I like a couple in one of my lives before that because I have come to the conclusion that I have indeed lived four different people's lives so far. So, and some of them good and some of them bad. I feel like I'm in a good one right now. Yeah, man. Uh, full of gratitude and love and just trying to, you know, just talk with people. It's fun. But um, part of the my big transition from a place that I really just didn't want to be to in the direction where I wanted to go was influence from you. So that is one of the huge reasons I wanted to have you on the show was give an ode, you know, to back in the day. Ode because to like, Justin. Yeah, ode to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, it was pretty cool. Like, we were... I appreciate that. We were doing things and we were partying and we were having fun. But there was always a sense of, uh, like, greatness or importance with whatever we did. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, we're not just going to have people over and get you know just destroyed out of our minds it was like how are we gonna make this great like how is this event gonna be amazing and the way like that was not my go-to I'm like oh whatever like people come over and justin's like we're gonna do this we're gonna have this set up we're gonna have malibu rum 151 in a fountain pouring <laughs> oh we did have a fountain rum yeah <laughs> Cool. Tech nine, <laughs> and you, you know, and you wanted you wanted to have a a party with with, with pudding and oh, Jesus. it was just oh, like Jesus. if that. you want to have a pudding party, one thing I will, will there's will, one will, will, will piece of advice that we can tell you: <laughs> don't do it in August and have the pudding go outside. Oh. There were so many flies. When I drove, like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is, we'll say this, and and this won't be a problem for 99% of people in their lives. However, to the 1% that, like, yeah, man, a pudding party is, a pudding wrestling event is absolutely in my future. Okay, cool. You have to understand, like, the, the reality of the number of flies, it's not, you can't, it's like trying to tell somebody how many stars there are and to have it actually click. Like, you can't. I was driving down the street for, like, the third day in a row of cleaning the house, and I'm driving down, I am four blocks away, at least, and I hear, like, like it sounds like an electric box that's, like, kind of oh buzzed. It's like, I'm like, dude, what is that? And I get closer, and it's like if you picture the burning bush from the Bible, it's like that, but made of flies. Like it's moving. Like the bush, the bush is moving. Dead ass, just. It's like it's like a cartoon. It is beyond. Like I, I will say that maybe it was a public service because I guarantee you nobody's yards for the next five blocks over had a fly. We had all of <laughs> oh the flies. <laughs> say we were Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was incredible. Was something that I never want to live through again, but I'm so happy that I lived through it that one time. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it is... Uh, so you learn, but you do things extra because... You know, it gives them meaning. 
You know, it really you, does. You wanna, you you wanna, you wanna like, I don't know, build, build. People like the extra stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, they feel it, and it's and it's the type of energy that goes into it. And one of the things that I really want to bring back into my life, and this is, this is a draw away from the military and back to uh, more like being in one location with a community of people, um, where there's there's like a family feeling, you know, mm. and it's what we used to do on Sunday nights. So oh, those dinners with the oh Sopranos. You would just you bring. We brought people over, like our friends from all over the city would come over. Every it was turn into it could turn into a form of a potluck. A lot of it we did cooking there, but so there was like a form of like creation. Like, so we're all there and we're creating together. We're creating dinner together. Oh, and, and then a movie. yeah, and so we started out with like the end of the last season of the Sopranos. And then it shifted like the show was over, and it's like, well, what the fuck do we do now? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it just turned into like uh, we would rotate through the people who would come, and you would select whatever it was that we were gonna watch that night. And so it started. It really, <laughs> the first person that went, I forget if it was you or somebody else, but like they picked the documentary, and so that set the like the course. Like, everyone else then felt like they had to bring documentaries. And so it was, like, Documentary Sunday. (laughs) But I went always went for the music. I swear, I went either... I I did do a foreign film that wasn't a big hit for us, but I still liked it. It was was good. It was good. It was just... thing, but it was kind of like, all right, we're not doing this on Sunday. But uh, it's how we ended up watching Across the Universe. And I think it was really hilarious when Pat... Picked fast food nation and made us watch it after we all ate fast food. <laughs> it's like what in the, in the beginning ten minutes is like there's shit in the meat and it's like oh. <laughs> I guess it's better that we did this after maybe. I'm full but gross. <laughs> so yeah, then we got creative and themed and I I, I don't yeah. know yeah. It's hard to get people organized. It's hard to get people in a band. Um, to get their schedules to that's line up. Part, that's that's the hardest yeah. part is getting your schedule to line up. We all want this, but like, are we willing to put in time away from it so that when we all get to meet together, that it's a better uh, and practice? It helps that Justin and I live together. Yeah. It does help. Yeah. Well, and you guys also are also similarly aligned with your kind of, some of the goals that you want and, For, exactly. and how you're motivated. It's a very like good, unique situation. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just heard this. Uh, I was talking to Matt and Alex DeBase the other day. That was the last conversation that I had, and they were. I, I had that ex- this exact portion of the conversation where I'm like, "How do you pull in all of these people?" Like Matt's in two different bands. Alex has got a wife and kid, and the band, and they both and have full time jobs. Job. Yeah, exactly. Like- I'm like, how do you how do you make that work? Do you just set a day like Thursdays? You know, I'm like Matt's gonna be with Arson City, and then you know Wednesday at two it's gonna be wait. Band you Pre- know someone who's in Arson City? Isn't Matt in Arson City? I think so. Holy yeah, shit! Really? Yes, yeah. that's dope. Yeah, like I know I feel fucking terrible. Like I should be able to like definitively say yes. I know that I just had a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so what the it was really simple it was like the one of the most simple things that they said like like honestly what we started doing they started doing it a couple of years ago was they just started using a shared google calendar and everything goes in the calendar everything mm-hmm. like i'm working at these times i have a personal event with like the family at this time there's a birthday over here all of that goes in the calendar so that way when they're projecting out they're like hey we're trying to book this date 
like they see the it wouldn't be like hey can you do it like you're not working that day and stuff like oh no I see that you got a birthday party or, yeah. or whatever the case is and they say that that's been working out tremendously for them and I'm like that's pretty cool I mean like it's so super simple I'm like ah that may, yeah makes sense go like yeah. technology the great <laughs> like the great thing about me I guess is that I'm like 21 who a 21 year old who just works so I've got all the time in the world. So scheduling with me really isn't hard. But like you said, I'm like ready. once once you start <laughs> once you start getting in those extra like variables like kids, yeah, you know, school. It was definitely harder when I was in school. But it sure. used that's what I say. It used to be. I mean, this guy was like, I want to do this ballet. It's like I want. I'm a full time student. I'm gonna be I in this band. I want to do this ballet. And it's like it, there there was uh, some time that was tough with uh, scheduling. You know, at times, and I say at the times that it was happening, it was a little bit frustrating because because you know I know that I'm I'm uh, subjectively want the band bigger than anything else. Yeah. But being well rounded is important, and it was like a way to you know to dance and be involved. And then so he was doing uh, the uh, scenes from the Nutcracker, and it was at a community playhouse what? and had all of these people. Um, Were we gonna make it through this whole interview and not talk about this? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you know the specific dance Arabian coffee, uh-uh. but you should get hip because he was the dude that was like swinging this girl around, and I was like, okay. So I get, I get that he was supposed to be in here doing this. Like, it's okay that you know we we only advanced as much as we did. He still made time. To, to work and go to school and do that ballet and and being so I know he can handle a lot on his plate yeah so that's the kind of person I'm probably more geared towards because it's it's like not everybody gets that you can do everything you just no that's be oh doing my God, it. that's beautiful everybody will talk themselves out of it well think like, about I the d- I don't want to I don't want to um I want to get back to that but I have to say I've been stuck on that back to that you saying going to 21 pilots and and responding to the craigslist ad it's so it's so funny because at the same time like when we didn't know each other i was looking up those tickets and it was like it was like 50 bucks and i didn't go and i was i was like i was wondering why we didn't go and i was we were in a weird place we kind of just like maggie had had not worked out after at the first stretch of, mm-hmm. of it and we needed a drummer we needed to like really get serious so we started just putting everything out there facebook craigslist and all that but not going to that 21 pilots show and not realizing what i missed by the time i did get to see them which ended up being the best show i've ever seen you know two guys in this freaking catwalk these two stages all the led the magic the car on fire two stages you know like, stages i mean incredible. it was just like i can't believe this is too you know and and so like being inspired by that and now you know we play we were, we were just talking about having a 21 pilots act and obviously a lot of inspiration for what we do comes from that I it's just, part of your origin story it's yeah 21 yeah. pilots is definitely, to 21. definitely yeah. there all the odes today <laughs> all like. the odes <laughs> so so uh, we're getting close on time yeah um I just want, and I, we could go for hours. We honestly, this group probably could. <laughs> yeah, this group probably could. But that, I mean, yeah, it was. Um, so was the, the one thing I guess I want to, I want to pull out the two last questions I want. 
you guys to try and answer is from each of your perspective, what do you like if you have a fresh band that's coming up and they're like, so, you know, a couple of friends are learning instruments and everything. They want They're wanting to take it to the next level. I guess what kind of advice would you give them? What, what hard knocks have you taken over the years that you like, Hey, avoid this, but make sure that you keep your eyes on the lookout for, for these things. Like uh, be that mentor. <laughs> I guess like from like what I would say, um, and I and I I'm like just recently starting to have personal experience with this, is uh like you have to reach out to the places you want to play at. Like once you get to that level where you're like, hey, like we have some like whether you're making a cover band or original music, uh, when you decide that like, hey, let's go play this in front of people, like don't you can't be shy. Like honestly, just you gotta ask. Like hey, like do you guys? And try to make sure you have something to show them, though. Like, don't just be like, hey, we're a band, can we play at your venue? And then they're going to ask, what do you guys sound like? Don't be the guys that don't have anything to show. Because <laughs> you're not going to get that show. Booked. So in that in that conversation, would do you think like just having something recorded on your phone, like something that you digitally save that you could just play for them yeah, right man. then and there? Yeah, man. Like, like you go to the... Go to the venue, like talk to the guy. Maybe after a couple emails, like ha- like Justin used to record all of our stuff on his little voice recorder on his phone, and yeah. it turned out pretty fine. Mm-hmm. Like you could hear all the chords, you could hear all the words. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like mixed and mastered, but like you could hear everything. So. Yeah, you're gonna be able to get a feel for what's yeah, going on. Yeah, for like, sure. And then okay. maybe That's have cool. some pictures. Like this is what we look like. You know, just like get your package ready for when yeah. you're ready. A little portfolio kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, have that ready to go. That makes sense. That's cool. I like that. Justin, the, the veteran. Sorry, I, t- <laughs> I probably took my, Justin's answer. No, my advice is my advice is the same as got to be what what my drummer told me. Is like, you want to make it? That's great. There's a good chance your band's going to break up. You got to get the recordings. You got it. I mean, anything that you can record is permanent. It doesn't have to go away. But like, if you're try, you know, if you're trying to make it, that's you're gonna need that one day. You know, to go back and listen to it and be like, that's where I was. You know, it'll take you somewhere. Your recording and you listening to yourself recorded anywhere is gonna take you somewhere. That's it's it's gonna help, and and also be super good. And, yeah, and, don't and win all the awards. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> don't be better. <laughs> <laughs> so what? And then the final last thing: uh, what? When you're done, when it's all said and done, how? What do you need to do from this day forward in order to like? What do you need to accomplish in order to feel like you? you set out to do what you wanted like you were successful how it's essentially how do you define success but and it doesn't necessarily just have to be in music either like at the end of the at the end of the road mm-hmm. if you did this then you're like okay cool just honestly if this allows me to travel to different cities so that I can so that I can I can bring bring something to the table in that city that otherwise wouldn't be there or I I didn't know I'd be there for for whatever reason if I got a reason to travel there that I didn't pick and I have to 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 
front of everything, but I can contribute something. I'll get to see that and, and get more experience. Uh, what I need out of this is, <clears throat> you know, before I can really feel like it's time to settle down, I feel like I need a tour. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I've done all this band it's stuff for a long time a and things. gone out of town to play, but never toured. It's always been full-time job and schedule and this, that, and the other. But, like, I want to tour. I want to navigate those waters because it seems like a lot of people struggle with that. And I want to I, I, I want to know what that's like. And it's just an experience that I don't get to say that I have. I feel like that's the next level. Having the right stuff done here to launch and go do that. I mean, that's what I'm working on now. For me to be fulfilled, it's successfully complete a tour. That'd be my next milestone <clears throat> in music. Dig it. I don't know. Like for me, like at the end of the day, like for me to be like good, I guess. Like it, it, like yeah, going on tour would be cool, but like also to like I don't. It's like you mentioned how like it doesn't have to be with music, but I can't really imagine me being content without music. So it would just have to be. I would get to a point where I just make music as my job, like, 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 and it like maybe or maybe like doesn't. Honestly, I just want to keep playing Southpaw's music most of all because like Justin and I started that project like for us. Like we were like how like we need we have the because we started it. It in a time where like things weren't so great, so it was kind of like we need an outlet to express these emotions and like feelings. So as long as I can keep doing that, I guess I like will truly be like content. But the extra mile would be to yeah be able to do that while also being like like sustained financially from it. So would being be, able to shift to that being the primary source of yeah, your income. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but also, yeah, having it as the, the outlet. And I think that's part of the tour aspect, too, <clears throat> is that you're not going to be able to tour unless you've gotten to, like, that point. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool that your guys' kind of, like, definitions of success are almost, like, rungs in the ladder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the first rung is we have an outlet to express these things that are going on in our lives. And the next one is we're becoming financially viable, you know, yeah. even if it's not taking on its whole own, you know, the primary source yeah. of everything, it's still there, you know, and then the next one is, shit, I can actually not work for the next three, four months and just go tour. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, that was a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> I really appreciate it, guys. I know we're, yeah, we're going to go you. scrub some good ass food. Yeah, we are. So, and meet up with Justin's sister, Kaylee, and, yeah, so appreciate it. I look forward to uh, talking again after, Me too. you know, right before Southpaw's tour. And then <laughs> <laughs> we'll be coming to your city, man. Hell yeah, man. I love it. Yeah, I don't even know where that's going to be. <laughs> when, when and where that is, we'll, yeah. we'll be there, man. And there you have it, ladies and gents. That was Justin and Logan, who took the time to sit down with me and uh, and to dive into a few things. I really, I really found a lot of value on this trip back to Omaha because 
it was a chance for me to to sit down with a couple of different types of people that um that don't didn't particularly stand out or like that i didn't think of i guess is the better way to put it i didn't think of um musicians and and people of this sort when i initially started out on this endeavor um and so i was really happy to to have my mind and my perspective be broadened out and continue to do so and you'll you'll continue to see that broadening spectrum as i get to people that aren't necessarily running their own business but are um providing an immense amount of value in what they do to the community um, some of them are choosing to take that and to start their own business off of it and some of them are not but they're still um, they're still innovating and they're still creating and they're still they're still adding value and then that and um, and those in positions of leadership where we get to discuss tribe and and uh, how to establish family and um, community like we did with Chris uh, a few interviews back um, so we'll have some more like that and so I just I'm so extremely happy to have had this opportunity and Justin like I said at the outset was such a significant part of some of my transitions some of the biggest uh, most meaningful transitions in my life that have eventually led to me being who I am today and pursuing this dream this goal and this passion of mine to be able to to spread these ideas and to spread this energy and to try to inject that into the people that I'm around and and further out to people that I don't even know and so if you're looking to to join a community of like-minded people hop on facebook and look for the burn your boats fan page um that's where we're starting our community there um and i look forward to seeing you on there communicating with you there i that's where you will have a direct line to me and um i will see y'all again back here on tuesday for too easy tuesday thanks everyone i appreciate you so much